Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 622, air date May 19th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We are waiting for people on Instagram to join us, but we have people uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter, Periscope, and we have people joining us in on Instagram. Anyway, I... I um, thought this would be very valuable to consolidate um, essentially the five, in fact, there's a bonus item, uh, six things, but it's gonna be really the core five and plus one others. I always like to give give extra um, on the things that can really support your immune system and boost them. And I'm coming at this um, as a molecular systems biologist who studies the immune system every day. Some of you may know that I was the first guy to really push forward vitamin D very hard and now you have mainstream media following on. Uh, I wish they had done this before. It would have saved a lot of lives, helped a lot of people. But mainstream media always watches which way the wind blows, be it Joe Rogan, he's part of the mainstream nowadays, et cetera. Uh, they come on after the fact. In fact, they sort of laughed at me, uh, including people like Scott Adams and others who were making fun of the use of vitamins, et cetera, because they frankly are talking heads and they know nothing about science. And this is Unfortunately, the world that we live in now, we have a lot of people, including on social media, who some people call grifters. And what's unfortunate about them is um, they have followings, but they have forgotten that it takes a lot of work to really do the scientific work. So what I wanted to do here was to really support everyone by giving you science so you can build your confidence. Because what we're facing right now um, in the country and in the world right now is fear. And that fear is coming from fake science and it's coming from mainstream media, plus a lot of, frankly, gr- grifters on social media who basically are in it to build views and followers. I've had a lot of people call me to do all sorts of interviews and I've declined because all they care about is views. They don't really care about you. They don't really care about building uh, confidence in you or building science, but that's what I wanna do here today and that's what my commitment is. So what I wanna talk about is five plus one other thing, so six things, but really five core things that are really, really important to build the immune system. And what I'm sharing with you um, is stuff that uh, is in the literature. It's in the scientific literature. People do their homework and study it. And it also comes from my understanding of connecting the dots, which is what I do um, with the technology I created called Cytosolve. As some of you may know, Cytosolve is a technology I created out of my PhD work, which really helps us look at the literature, extract out molecular mechanisms and integrate them together. So let's start. I have um, hopefully everything set up here. Let me see. I've set up uh, a set of slides here that should be accessible. Let me see where they are. Okay, here it is. There we go. Um, So we can really walk you through this. Okay. So before I go into this, um, everyone should know that, um, you know, I am running for United States Senate. People should go to the Shiva for Senate site and support our campaign. Our campaign is not just some politician's campaign. It's really a campaign for truth, freedom, and health. And it's a campaign that's based on recognizing we need to take a systems approach to understanding our body, our society, pretty much everything. And that we need to start with freedom, the ability to have discourse and debate, which is when we can do real science. And from real science, we can start getting into truth and truth of the immune system, truth of how the society works, then that will give us the ability to get to health. And from health, we can really start uh, building our strength to really fight for freedom. So I I really wanna uh, encourage everyone 
to go to Shiva for Senate. It's sort of the um, the little ad I have to do here because you know running for Senate is not something I thought I'd ever do. But given the fact that all these lawyers and lobbyists are the ones who are controlling the world right now, I thought it, it would be very valuable that a guy like me actually did run for Senate and to support what everyone here wants. So if you have a chance, please go to the Shiva for Senate site. Let me take you over there so you can see that very quickly. Um, let me go over to the Chrome tab here. Yeah. So if you go to the website right here, uh, if everyone goes there on Shiva for Senate, you can see that this site is about truth, freedom, and health. Um, our primary election is coming up in September, and then we have the general elections in November, and I'm going against three lawyers. But as I said, one of the most important things for me is health and also for you to understand how your body is a system. So if you go to the website, you can support the campaign, but more importantly, support yourself by understanding what is a system and what is change, what is real revolution. That's what this book, System and Revolution, is on. It's an ebook. You will really understand the principles of all systems. That took me many, many years to understand at MIT. And then you can also take advantage of this very cool tool called Your Body, Your System, which will actually help you apply those principles to understand your body as a system. And you'll learn, for example, by answering a few set of questions, what kind of system you are. That's the red dot. You can understand what happens when your system is not in sync with you, when it's out off course. That's the black dot. And then you can find out how foods and supplements and exercises can bring you back to you, what is called your natural system state. Um, this is really a tool that is intended to start giving you a systems perspective on understanding your life and your body, your society, et cetera. Because my goal is to create systems revolutionaries because systems thinking goes beyond left and right. It goes beyond vax and anti-vax. It goes beyond pro-CO2 and anti-CO2. It gives you the foundation to get to the truth, okay? So let's talk about the immune system um, today. And we wanna talk about the five things in a very practical way that, that can help you understand how the immune system actually works. So let's, um, uh, so the title is, you know, five things to boost your immune system, but I'm actually gonna give you an extra one. Um, I was just in the North End yesterday. Uh, anyone been to Boston? Anyone, you can write back to me, anyone, let me see on Instagram. Anyone in Boston been to the North End? Anyone? Okay, well, if you've been to the North End, the North End is really the, one of the most traditional, it's like a village there. And it reminded me of growing up in India in a village and where you have a tremendous amount of, you have a neighborhood, you have people who are making great food, uh, you have friendships. It's a very cool place. I, I remember the North End in 1981 when I came to MIT. I've been in and out of there. I uh, have made a lot of friends there recently. A lot of people support what we're doing. But one of the most important things, be it the North End in Boston, which, by the way, is getting devastated with all the small business people being attacked uh, uh, by the shutdown and decimated in many ways. Very unfortunate. But it has very similar features to when I grew up in a small South Indian village in India where you had a sense of security, you had a sense of warmth. Um, you had a sense of uh, knowing that people were watching your back. So one of the most important things that I wanna start with talking about today is really the power of having friendships and fellowships and not being socially isolated. And the social distancing and wearing all these masks, um, first of all, the masks have very little effect. A bunch of research papers show, you know, it's literally someone wrote to me a mosquito going through a chain link fence, okay? But more importantly, it's affecting people mentally. It's degrading people. It's causing people to have social distance, 
separate from people and the psychological damage that's doing, I think we won't know for many years to come, but I can tell you that one of the most important things that I wanna talk about is that when you start thinking about, when you start thinking about um, uh, immune health, one of the things that emerges out of this is that you start realizing that um, what, what's one of the most important things is, is, um, is um, being around people, right? And so I'm gonna walk you through some of that recent research that's come out. Um, before I do that, many of you know that I'm one of the leading guys in the world uh, on understanding the immune system. Um, I came from India, as you know, as a 14 year old kid, I uh, started doing medical research when I was 14. People always tell me to tell everyone the background, created the first email system in a medical school, came in and out of MIT, uh, getting four different degrees. And my PhD <coughs> is in a field called systems biology. But what I'm showing you here is an old understanding of the immune system, just two boxes. And that immune system is a pathogen comes and you have your innate immune system, which is the part of your immune system, which is in your eyes, your notes, your throat, your mucous membranes. It's what's called your early immune system. It's your early warning system. And when a pathogen comes through your eyes or your nose, or you breathe it in, the innate immune system kicks in through what are called cells like macrophages. And those cells attempt to take out the invader. It's like a bunch of infantry. They just start shooting everywhere. They're non-specific. And in this old model of the immune system, the second subsystem was your adaptive immune system, which is the thing that created antibodies like sharpshooters, a specific antibody for that pathogen. Now, um, I recently gave a talk about four months ago at the National Science Foundation. And I said, look, this is at least 50 to 100 years old, 150 years old. And there's a new model of the immune system. This is what I lectured on at the National Science Foundation it was a very uh, a prestigious lecture to deliver. I was the invited distinguished lecture to give it. And again, I give you that background to let you know, so before people start taking down my videos, which is what YouTube has done on vitamin D, which is extraordinary. They don't do it to Joe Rogan, who has no degrees in science, but they do it to an MIT PhD. It's unbelievable. But uh, um, anyway, what you see here is that the immune system here is not just those two boxes. It's composed of three other boxes at least, or four or five others. The microbiome, which is all the gut bacteria. Uh, we have about 60 trillion of that in our gut and throughout our body. The viruses, we have nearly 380 trillion viruses. We have the interferon system. I did my PhD work on this. The interferon system is a linkage between the innate immune system and the adaptive. It's a missing link. When you get hit with a virus, not only do you have the innate system, but your interferon system actually upregulates all these amazing genes, which protect you against many viruses. And then you have the neural system and there's a connection between your gut and your brain. It's called a gut-brain axis. That's when, if you start perturbing your gut, you can actually cause neural inflammation and you get all sorts of other diseases. But this is a much more holistic picture of the immune system. And as I mentioned, as I've shared many, many times in this model, your body actually, when you want to think about it, has about 6 trillion cells. It's got 60 uh, trillion of those bacteria which make up the microbiome. And from what we know, it's got today about 380 trillion virus. We're all walking um, and we have a little bit of fungi, but we're all just walking germ factories. That's something that everyone needs to remember. So you get over the sphere. We are walking bacteria farms or walking <laughs> virus farms. And that's what uh, was meant to illustrate in this diagram here. Um, now, if you start looking at this, here's a reality of the immune system, which again, I've been 
talking about. You can see many, many videos, all the videos that went viral. People love these videos, but I want to summarize this again because sometimes repetition is the mother of skill. But it's not the viruses that do uh, harm or kill us. This is a very important point. It's not the viruses that attack or kill us, okay? It's the overreaction of a weakened and dysfunctional immune system to the virus that results in our own body attacking the virus, you know, that the virus starting to replicate everywhere because it's a weakened immune system, a weakened and dysfunctional immune system. And such a dysfunctional immune system is a result of underlying pre-existing conditions like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, smoking, you know, immunocompromised situations, dirty air, dirty water, dirty food. And this is what the politicians do not want to address because the lawyer lobbyist class has contributed to all of that. They're the ones who have done top-down medicine. You know, by the way, McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts are open. These nice, great restaurants are not open. Home Depot's open. Small hardware stores aren't open. They want everything top-down. Meanwhile, they've destroyed the food supply in this country. They've destroyed the water. They've destroyed the air. And you have really, really stupid people who are thinking CO2 is a pollutant, talking about climate change, when they allowed the Paris Accords to go through, which actually increased pollution. These are a lot of the liberal elites who go march around with Jane Fonda, and then they're the same people who supported the Paris Accords, which allowed China to pollute, double their pollution from 11 billion carbon metric tons to 22 billion. This is why people need to take a systems approach, because you can start figuring out uh, the BS from, from the truth. So what you see here um, is in this, uh, let me go back to the slides here. So it is fundamentally this, um, the immune system reality is when you have a compromised immune system, if you're not putting the right things in your body, if there's not the right things around you, that compromises your immune system. And your immune system is unable to stop virus replication when the virus comes in. It's not able to stop it coming in. And your own body attacks itself where virus particles land, okay? But you gotta understand, it's, it's, it's the inability, it's a weakened and dysfunctional immune system. That's why this talk is about how, what you can do to boost your immune system. So first item, number one, social relationships and health. The number one reason, I, I just gave a talk in the North End, the number one reason people live long is not because of food, not because of doing yoga, not because of exercise, from all the research, the number one reason is having social relationships, not being socially isolated. Number one reason. So there's a lot of narcissistic people out there who do yoga all day. Uh, they think they're better than other people. You know, they're meditating. They think they're better. But the bottom line is it's friendships. It's connections with people. It's having fellowship, whether you go to church or uh, very close friends. Um, you know, I have... I, I, I consider myself quite wealthy, not monetarily. I have at least five friends that I could call up at two or four in the morning. This is a, in many ways a test, a litmus test of do you have real friends? They'll pick up the phone, be there for me. Um, I can talk to them anytime. Uh, you know, I have friendships with people that go on for many, many years, very deep social connections. And that's, and you, people, certain people may be fair weather people, but do you have a community of people that you can count on? that you're not living like a nervous wreck all the time. And if you don't have that, then you have to start reassessing your life and in many ways your immune health. Because this research that came out, it's a landmark study that came out many, many years ago, back in 1988. And what it showed fundamentally was that um, social isolation, the detriment that 
uh, of social isolation and the power of social relationships to support your health. And one of the key things that came out in that study was that the lack of social connection, the lack of friendships is greater detriment than obesity, smoking and high blood pressure. Okay, greater than obesity, smoking and high blood pressure, which by the way, are pre-existing basic conditions which lead to your immune system being weakened. And in fact, if you look, a lot of the people dying from coronavirus, COVID-19, or for that matter, the flu, you have obese people, you have people who've been smoking, high blood pressure, they have weakened immune systems. But social connection, lack of social connection is worse than these three things. So just think about that. Lack of social connection is worse than obesity, smoking, high blood pressure. This is where they found people in certain cultures who smoke, maybe they're a little bit overweight, and they live 90, 100 years because they have these amazing uh, friendships and connection. And the reason that's important, this was a great uh, article that came out in Science News saying loneliness is a molecule. And that was uh, talking about this very interesting paper that was written by Stephen Cole. And this came out about five years ago, uh, July of 2015. A great paper, if you can get it, I recommend people read it. I, I read through it several times, but it's called Myeloid Differentiation Architecture of Leukocyte transcriptome dynamics and perceived social isolation. So what, simply put, um, it's leukocytes are part of the immune system and it's talking about the transcriptome dynamics. What that means is how at the cellular, at the genetic level, how the leukocytes are behaving in the presence of social isolation. So they did it on humans and macaw monkeys. And what they found was something quite fascinating. They found that there's a phenomenon called conserved transcriptional response to adversity, CTRA, conserved transcriptional response adversity. So basically, how, transcriptional response is how your genes respond to upregulate or downregulate certain molecules. Simply put, your genes are not just static. Based on different inputs coming in, they will actually turn on certain genes or shut down certain genes. And what this described was that when people were socially isolated, that they upregulated inflammatory genes expression and they downregulated antiviral response, okay? So under social isolation conditions at the genetic level, the body or the physiology at the cellular level was creating more inflammation. Inflammation is not good. It does not support immune health. And it was downregulating, as you, as you can see here, antiviral response. Very, very powerful paper, very, very important paper that showed. So the first paper, 1988, was a landmark study that really showed behavioral attributes and connected to, to you know, um, how people were behaving you know, in terms of uh, obesity, smoking, et cetera, how that really lowered the immune system. This paper went down to the cellular level. So number one thing you can boost your immune system is friendships. And what we're doing with the social isolation stuff, social distancing, People wearing on masks, looking at each people all frightened is one of the worst things that they can do. So I hope you're getting this sense of what I'm saying, that I hope you're getting confidence just from this number one thing. The social isolation stuff is at the genetic level destroying our immune systems. It's increasing inflammation and it's lowering antiviral compounds. Number one, have friends, create close friendships. It was again, great being at the North End. People sit together. You know, we were hanging out, okay? When I go to a small village in India, you can rely on people or you hang out with friends. Number one immune boosting thing is social friendship. So this, this is why we have to fight for our lives here 
with all this lockdown nonsense. Number one thing. I hope I hope that's clear. Um, so um, when let me go back here to the slides. By the way, people on um, Instagram, you can follow me on the slides too if you want to go to YouTube, etc. So the lack of social connection is greater detriment than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. You get more inflammation at the cellular level. You get less responsive immune system, less antiviral response. That's a summary of that. And one of the things that the 1988 landmark study showed was that with strong social connections, you have 50% increased chance of longevity. You increase your probability of living longer by social connections. You strengthen your immune system. And the genes impacted by the loneliness code for immune function um, and inflammation. So um, basically what this means is that the genes, when you're socially isolated, code for decreasing your immune function and increasing inflammation. And with strong social connections, you recover from disease factor faster. This is basic stuff that people knew. Now, obviously, if you're sick and, and you're coming down, you should isolate yourself, quarantine yourself, and juice yourself up. But it's nice to have friends around that you can talk to, okay, that you can call, that you know your friends around. If you're alone getting healthy, but you have no friends, that's not a good thing, number one. Now, what I want to talk about um, is I want to, so that was really like the bonus one that I wanted to give you. Now I'm going to go to sort of the five sort of things that you can do to, to support your immune health. But I wanted to start with that because people don't think having friends is a medicine, having social connection, but that's really the bonus thing that I wanted to give you right up front. Let's now go to, um, there are two aspects of uh, two things that affect your immune health. Okay, in the broad scheme of things, one is that a virus comes into you and it's going to try to take over your immune system and try to control it. That's what a virus tries to do. And in that part, and the other part is um, that your body overreacts, okay, because of a weakened and dysfunctional immune system. So there's two parts of this one is called a virus replication piece, and the other is what I call immunomodulation, okay. In the virus replication piece, which is we're looking at, let's say this virus or COVID-19 in this case, here is the pink is a cell. And what this virus is trying to do, it's like a thief. It's trying to enter your cell, enter your home and use your Xerox machine to replicate more thieves and then go to the next house and do the same thing. So the thief here is this initial virus, which comes in. First of all, it's gotta be able to land on the surface of your cell, lock and key, in this case, the COVID-19 virus uses the AC2 receptor. It sticks its key in there, which is the spike proteins. It opens the key and it is able to come in to into the cell intracellularly. So one process is if you can stop this part right here, the virus can't get in, okay? The next part is once it gets in, it then needs to replicate its RNA. It's right, it's nucleic acids to replicate itself. So it uses your ribosomes, your nucleic acids, to replicate pieces of itself. That's step two. Step three, it reassembles itself. And step four, it transports itself out. So step one, enter. Step two, replicate the ribonucleic acid. Step, um, uh, so sorry, step one, step two. Step three, assemble, and step four, leave. So there's four steps in the viral replication process. I hope that's clear. There's four step process in there, okay? Now, the other piece of this is anything you can do to block this process, 
helps reduce the viral load. So if you have a strong immune system, you have enough zinc in your body, um, it's gonna stop things like this. If you have um, things like uh, uh, the virus replication, things like uh, vitamin C, it helps this process, okay? And we're, we're gonna go into that. Vitamin A, make sure the virus can't even get in, it builds good walls around um, the, the walls around your cells. Vitamin D, make sure that when the virus is trying to do this, it literally blows up holes into its, uh, into its shield and it breaks it up. So all of these, we're gonna learn how they affect in different ways. So, but this is a virus replication process. So if you can stop this in various places, that's one way to boost the immune system. The other piece is what we call the cytokine storm. When a virus attacks you or comes into you, if your body is weak, your body will unleash all of these attacks. It's going crazy because it's weakened and it creates what's called a cytokine storm. That means your body's just flailing. And if you don't modulate that immune system, your body starts attacking parts of itself based on where the virus particle, these particles shed. In the case of the COVID virus, they shed in your lung epithelial tissue and your body is attacking itself. So let me just come back and explain this uh, and summarize it. There's two ways that your immune system can be compromised. One is the virus is able to easily get in, replicate itself and multiply, okay? That's if your immune system is weak and can't block it, can't stop replication and is unable to essentially blow up the virus, you know, uh, uh, lyse the virus or the bacteria, uh, is, you know, the shell of it. Because there's various parts, if your immune system is wrong, can stop that replication process. The other piece of it is that you have an overactive, you know, dysfunctional immune system that starts attacking itself. That one, you wanna modulate the immune system, and there's certain nutrients that can help that, which have been proven, by the way, um, to the YouTube and to the very stupid sensors out there. You should go do some science. I have a PhD in systems biology. And if you're gonna start, start censoring me and you don't censor Joe Rogan, who literally started talking about vitamin D, took him two months to do that because he had to see which way the wind was blowing. But anyway, um, there are these two parts, the virus replication piece and the immunomodulation piece, okay? So that's a background on it so you can understand the science of what's going on. So you wanna, uh, in many ways, support both processes from doing well. You wanna support the virus replication piece from diminishing that and uh, making sure you don't go into the cytokine storm, okay? So by the way, when you have this cytokine storm taking place, um, here is what's happening with COVID. People's body, this is the lung. We're looking at one little um, cell in the lung, the alveolus, starts filling up with fluid because it's undergoing the cytokine storm. And if you put people on respirators, you know what happens? You get more and more fluid. That's why you're literally choking these people. What really needs to be done, we need to eliminate that cytokine storm. Vitamin C, as we'll talk about, is very, very good for modulating that, okay? But this is a phenomenon that's taking place. You have the virus replication, you have the immunomodulation going haywire, and because of that, in the case of COVID-19, the body, the, the body starts putting up fluids, because it's undergoing the cytokine storm, you put people on ventilators and you're actually damaging them, okay? So let's talk about vitamin D. This is the first one on the list, which we've talked about before. There's a whole video on vitamin D, which I just found out that, that the YouTube guys took down, which is quite amazing, but um, there's 80,000 papers written on vitamin D. Not one, not two, 80,000 papers. And in fact, they, there've been about a thousand systematic reviews. And in fact, there've been nine systematic reviews, which means they took those 80,000 
put them, aggregated them on the power of vitamin D for, um, you know, for really arresting acute respiratory infections. Uh, in one study recently, a couple of years ago, they took 11,000 participants. They found a vitamin D supplementation is safe. It protected against acute respiratory tract infection. The survival in ICU patients went up and its greatest benefit to those who were deficient. We have a lot of deficient people in this country and many other countries who are vitamin D deficient. One of the things I want to let you know, um, you know, I have my skin colors brown or parts of, parts of it are darker. People of color need more vitamin D because we have all the shielding. This is why there's been more cases of people of color dying because they have greater vitamin D deficiency. So if you're a person of color, uh, you need to recognize that you actually need more vitamin D than people um, who are not of color uh, because your body has created a shield to not let in as much of the UVB rays, which help your body produce vitamin D. So, so people of color actually need, interestingly enough, more vitamin D. So that's something that uh, we need to keep in mind. But uh, the interesting thing is vitamin D has many mechanisms of action. It's really a hormone. But the one that I want to share with you today is the fact is that vitamin D creates what are called CAMPs, catholicine antimicrobial particles. These particles, so, so your body, when you get sunshine, one of the best ways to get it, again, we talked about friendships. These are all free stuff if you can get it, okay? Build friendships, sunshine, free, you go out. When the UVB radiation hits you, your body creates vitamin D. Well, that vitamin D, through a series of chemical processes, creates catholicine and antimicrobial particles, CAMPs. Now, these antimicrobial peptides are been in evolution for many, many, many billions of years. They're the oldest mechanism of how the body takes out microbes and pathogens. And what it does is these catholicines literally poke holes in the virus or the bacteria or the fungi and they disrupt them. And so this is, again, uh, from a systems biology standpoint, this is the vitamin D when it's created, it enters your cell, it creates these vitamin D receptors. And when vitamin D interacts with them, your body creates these catholicines, these things called camps. So when a virus like, let's say this HIV virus comes in, these camps literally support the process of engulfing that virus and then blowing it up. And I'll show you a couple of examples of that. This came out in Nature recently. What you're seeing here, by the way, recent paper came out, I think two years ago, last year, I'm sorry, just one year ago. Um, and it shows that catholicines, um, which are the direct result of vitamin D, are antimicrobial against bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. And these are different kinds of catholicines. This comes from pig, this comes from chicken, and this is what we have in our body. And then, as you can see here, as you increase the amount of catholicines, you reduce the amount of, uh, you increase, you kill more bacteria. But catholicines are also important for viruses and bacteria. And what they do is, catholicines literally surround the wall of the bacteria. That's what these red things are. And they literally blow it up. Okay, they blow up the virus, uh, the virus's shield or, or the walls of the bacteria. Here, what you're seeing here is this is the control case of some bacteria, okay? Beautiful cell walls, and look what happens. These catholicines, you notice that they're disrupting the cell walls here and here. So the net takeaway from this, um, again, in, in some we've talked about, is that vitamin D is a very, very powerful antimicrobial. Now, my recommendation, if you're healthy, what I take is 5,000 to 10,000 IU. If I can't get the sun, if you can get 15 to 20 minutes of sun a day, great. But the 5,000, 10,000 IU is for normal individuals, adults, 
about a, you can go read the article there about a thousand for kids. Um, obviously you should consult your doctor. This is not medical advice. This is what I would do. And this is what the literature says out there. When it comes to, when it comes to really understanding um, the, the nature of these cathelicidins, just remember they literally are like bullets that blow up the walls of the cells. They're literally antimicrobials. So vitamin D, very powerful. If you're in extreme condition, really ill, as I wrote to my uh, letter to President Trump, you wanna increase that to a much higher doses, like 50,000 international units twice a day to get a real boost, okay? So number really two, but in the five list, vitamin D, very, very powerful, okay? Of Im immune boosting, things that people should really consider incorporating um, into your uh, shielding mechanism to support your immune system. This is where it really supports the virus replication process. Okay, so I hope that's clear. Let's go to the next one. The next one uh, is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C is something that inhibits the cytokine storm. Remember I talked to you, if you have a, a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, that's what happens as people age, as people are in this situation, they're putting them on ventilators. My sincere, um, Request is that if you have people in that condition, please, for God's sake, think about giving them IV vitamin C. Because what vitamin C does is, it does a couple of things. It inhibits the cytokine storm, where it modulates the immune system. It supports antioxidant and anti-inflammatory activity. And it also disrupts viral replication. But I really wanna talk about the inhibition of the cytokine storm. That's what it's really good at. So for example, what you're seeing here is that when your body is weakened and overreactive, which means it's attacking itself. There's a chemical called GAPDH, GAPDH, and this chemical is overexpressed in your body, okay? And that overexpression results in um, the, uh, you know, the cytokine storm. And this means your immune cells are overreactive. Now watch what happens when you take vitamin C, vitamin C through a series of processes here creates reactive oxygen species. It's quite sort of a inverse model. It creates actually antioxidants, which are reactive oxygen species. I mean, ox oxidizing factors, not antioxidants. These oxidizing factors go attack the GAPDH and, um, and that essentially reduces the cytokine storm. So simply put, what vitamin C is doing, it's bringing your, your immune system is, is essentially overreacting because of that chemical GAPDH, vitamin C is lowering that cytokine storm, modulating your immune system, essentially putting shock absorbers on your car so it's not flailing like crazy. It's beautifully modulated. So that's one of the very powerful reasons. So vitamin C, again, if you wanna think about as number two or three, remember I said, we wanna eliminate social isolation, we wanna have friendships. So if you take that one as one, this is number three or two in the list of you know, supplements you can take, okay? Again, vitamin C, a great source is the citrus fruits. You know, I eat around two to three kiwis a day. Sometimes I do umla, and I obviously take about 1,000 milligrams of 1,000 milligrams to 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C. When you get the vitamin C, make sure it's not just the ascorbic acid, but it has some of the other bioflavonoids in it, like asparagine, et cetera. The more you can get it from food, the better. And when you can't, you know, you, you can supplement, okay? So number two or three, depending on how you're counting, is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C also has other very, very, uh, again, all of this is in the literature, thousands of pieces of science done. This is not, you don't have to take my word for it. You can do your own research on this. 
The other piece here, let me start this up, and from the uh, vitamin C standpoint, is that vitamin C also supports, uh, it's a potent antioxidant, which directly goes and scavenges oxygen-free radicals. When your body's under attack, your body's producing all these reactive oxygen species. And what vitamin C does, it goes and blocks that. Vitamin C is also something very good for lowering the inflammatory cytokines, okay? Uh, those are things like NF-kappa-beta. So vitamin C inhibits that action. So you're looking at vitamin C modulating the immune system, lowering inflammation, you know, and it is a potent antioxidant. So that's number three or two, depending on how you're counting. And there's many other things that vitamin C does. It increases cellular immunity. It increases humoral immunity, which means the B cells and the antibodies. It, cellular immunity is the innate immunity, right? Which is the first part of your immune system. This also helps support the creation of antibodies. It increases antiviral proteins like interferon. So it's, it's vitamin C is pretty amazing what it can do for you. And my recommendation, what I take is around a thousand milligrams. If you can obviously don't have to take the supplement, can get it from the citrus. It's even better. Um, and it's actually tastes better. You actually get to eat it. Okay. And vitamin C also creates collagen. Okay. Which really supports the cell walls. So the viruses, you know, you're, you're literally creating a wall, you know, supporting um, this, this integrity of your cells. So they are strong. Vitamin C is for the, awesome for critically ill people. It has frankly very little side effects. The other one that I want to talk about, everyone's wanted me to talk about is zinc. Okay. Uh, some people know that the president recently uh, uh, shared that he's taking hydroxychloroquine, which by the way does, uh, I'll talk about that at 4 p.m. today. Uh, if, if people are going to take it as a as something that can help stop a set of processes, it's quite effective. It does have side effects. It should be taken with zinc. Now, why is zinc important? There are a number of things you can get at CVS and stores like that, uh, something called Zycam. Right when you feel a virus coming, you know, right when you start getting it, you can put, uh, and I'm not saying this is the right one to do, but the notion of using zinc um, is something that stops the virus replication process. And some of these swabs, you put them in your nose, you know, you touch it a little bit, and then right when you feel it coming, there's a window that you have, but zinc is essentially the powerful ingredient in this. And what zinc does, let me go back to this, what zinc does, I mean, there's many, many papers you can research, but this is a, a recent paper that came out, and I wanna share this with you. And what this paper is sharing is that zinc here has the ability to literally um, um, inhibit, and this is written quite, actually this was written several years ago in 2010, but nine years ago, remember coronavirus is a class of viruses, inhibits coronavirus and RNA virus, RNA polymerase activity in vitro and zinc ionophores block the replication of these viruses in cell culture. So what they found in, in cell culture, and there's many, many papers, but I wanted to show you that one of the things zinc does, it stops, remember that virus replication process? It inhibits that process, okay? And there's many other things zinc does, but I want it, what I'm trying to give you is sort of a systems approach here. The vitamin D takes care of the, you know, it blows up the cell walls. Vitamin C stops the cytokine storm, antioxidant. You know, the, the, the zinc here really, um, uh, uh, you know, is going to stop the R RNA replication, all right? It does other things, but I wanna let you know we're hitting this thing from multiple different angles. So zinc um, number, depending on how you're counting, 
either three or four, okay? Iodide, okay? Uh, um, in modulating the function of the immune cells. Now, iodide, and particularly you need to get the iodine and the potassium iodide together. You can get it from seaweed. If you can get it from foods like seaweeds, the nori, the kelp, the dulse, very little you have to add to your foods. I mean, they're not, depending on how you, if you get sushi and you make it with it, but the seaweeds are profoundly valuable. You can get dulse, for example, you can put a few drops in it. We used to have a lot more iodine and iodide in our food system. A lot of that has been depleted. We get a fraction of what we really need. Why is that important? Well, it supports your thyroid from functioning well. Why is thyroid function important? Well, if your thyroid is functioning well, your body creates things like vitamin A. Uh, it takes your, your body takes the iodine, takes all the green leafy vegetables, all the rich um, things that you consume from what are called cytokeratins and creates vitamin A. And we'll talk about why well, vitamin A, which is one of our last items, is important. But iodine and iodide are extremely important for immune function. Now, in the recommendation I wrote to President Trump, you can get things like Lugol, or, which have iodine and iodine. You put about for adults, like six drops. But if you can incorporate the seaweeds in your diet, very, very valuable. Um, but so item four or five, depending on how you're counting, is iodine, okay? Iodine and iodide. The next one I wanna end with is actually something that I've talked about is actually vitamin A, okay? Vitamin A is um, one of the most, and by the way, you wanna get the vitamin A palmitate, um, but what you notice here, is that as you age, your thyroid level goes down and that you produce less vitamin A. That's why it's important to get the iodine and iodine. And you produce less cytokeratins and that can result in scarring of the epithelial tissues if you don't have enough proper vitamin A. And you reduce your innate immune function, you reduce your macrophage function. And so vitamin A is extremely valuable literally for building uh, these walls, these supportive wall around your cell. And that's what, that's what I wanted to share with you there. So, you know, I, I, if you go to my video set on truthfreedomhealth.com, you'll see I go into detail. But today, I really wanted to summarize the five plus the one bonus things that can boost your immune system. In summary, starting with the bonus item, which is friendships, not social isolation, okay? It's the worst thing we can do. As I shared, when you have social isolation, when you don't have friendships, you actually reduce antimicrobial activity in yourself you increase inflammation, okay? Which can lead to the cytokine storm, which can lead to all sorts of processes. So for God's sakes, build fellowship, build friendships, fight for that. Fight for the end of this lockdown so we can get back to having family and fellowship again, number one. Now, that's like the bonus one. The five other items that I mentioned are number one, vitamin D, sunshine. Again, social connections, free friendships, um, Sun, the UVB radiation, particularly if you're dark, you need more of it. And the vitamin D, it literally creates catholicidins, which blow up the walls of the fungi and bacteria. It's an antimicrobial. Literally, vitamin D creates these catholicidins, which are like bullets, which blow up the walls, antimicrobial. Number two, we talked about, um, we talked about um, uh, uh, vitamin um, uh C, vitamin C is extremely important for lowering the cytokine storm, okay? Because you want to make sure that your body is not constantly under this haywire attack of attacking itself. So it's very, very important 
that you get enough vitamin C. Uh, extremely important to support the modulation of the immune system so it doesn't overreact. It's an antioxidant and it reduces inflammation, vitamin C. Then we talked about zinc. Zinc is extremely important for inhibiting the virus replication process, all right? And then we talked about the very powerful role of iodine and iodine to support the thyroid, which is extremely important for the functioning of human immune cells. And then finally, we talked about the power of vitamin A to supporting the cytokeratin formation, which protects your cells. So there you go, okay? Five plus one, six items. I hope this has been valuable. Let me take some questions uh, from you all. Let me see what we got here. Uh, someone says, uh, uh, how can you measure improvements? Glutathione, yeah, someone just asked glutathione. Look, glutathione is an amazing nutrient. Okay, it's an amazing molecule. And I wanna talk a little bit about this. Um, it's, you're, it's hard to eat glutathione and get it into your body, your body digests it. But there are precursors that create glutathione. One of those substances is called N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C. If you go online, you'll see it, N-A-C. But there are things like whey. There are things that you can eat that your body will create glutathione. Glutathione is a powerful antioxidant. As you age, your glutathione levels drop. Um, now, one of the treatments you can do is you can go to some health practitioners and they'll give you IV, direct into your blood, vitamin C and glutathione. Uh, glutathione, some people call the master antioxidant. It is a thing that detoxifies you. Now, with the proper sulfur-based nutrients that you take, your body will make glutathione. But you may want to go check out glutathione. There are many other nutrients like this. I mean, I could keep going on the list, but glutathione is a, a superior nutrient. But the problem is it's better off getting the precursor so your body makes it. You know, the cream, the whey. Uh, and just, just look up glutathione. But the N-acetylcysteine is something that makes um, glutathione. Eat a lot of healthy nuts like almonds. Yes, yeah, so the health, you have to be very careful when you're eating nuts that you make sure they're fresh. Ideally, you germinate them, meaning you let them sprout a little bit. In all traditional cultures, when I eat almonds, I'll typically soak it overnight, and then I'll throw off the water, and then uh, it hopefully has a little bit of sprouts. I take the skin off, and then I consume it, okay? The nuts are very, very healthy. You don't wanna to eat too much because too much nuts can put a lot of pressure on your liver, but nuts are very, very good, a great source of healthy fats. Let's see what else we got here. Um, yes, so someone just said, um, oops. Yeah, let me put this up. Someone said, uh, yeah, someone said vitamin D3, K2 is best, best one to take. Yeah, so look, if you're taking, the ideal model here, if you just think about what I've said, everything I've said is quite natural. You have friendships, you get out in the sun, you get your D3 and the catholicidins, and if you're eating the dark green leafy vegetables and the purple vegetables, you're getting the K3, which supports the D3. Now, if you don't take the green vegetables, you're not getting enough vitamin A uh, and you're not getting K. So if you're going to just take the vitamin D3 and you're not uh, conscious about eating green leafy vegetables, you can add the K2. That's what um, Julie Bean said. She, so she's absolutely right. Okay. But again, I can't overemphasize the importance of going back to 
being human, having friendships, learning how to cook, okay? Um, yes, you can get all this stuff from pills. I'm not saying don't do that, but ideally if you can learn how to cook, sit down with a meal, get back into the fragrance of traditional life, which is how we're supposed to live in my view, you boost your immune system in many, many other ways. Let's see what else we have. Um, yes, someone said NAC detoxes the liver. Um, yeah, there are other things, melatonin, uh, magnesium. Uh, magnesium is what I call the calming mineral. Uh, you know, if you are stressed out, magnesium is particularly if you get, uh, you know, Epsom salt and you don't have to eat it, which I don't recommend, but what I recommend is that, you know, you, you get a little bucket of water, put some uh, Epsom salt in and soak your feet. It's very relaxing before you go to bed. Magnesium is also very good uh, nutrient to have um, in terms of calming your body. A lot of people are also deficient on magnesium. Let's see. Um, yeah, people are asking about recommended spices. Let me talk about that. Um, you know, in I did a video that's up there that I made chai tea, okay? Um, if you go look at the traditional spices, everyone, if you're from Italian background or from Indian background, whatever background you're, go look at how your grandparents ate, particularly in traditional cultures. In the Italian culture, people used a lot of oregano, rosemary. These are very, very good antivirals. In the Indian culture, you know, when a woman leaves, this is the traditional culture, her mother, the mother will give her a package of spice box. Typically you have turmeric in there, amazing anti-inflammatory, it helps brain health, T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C, turmeric. Another one is cloves. Cloves are an amazing antibacterial. If you have a toothache, for example, you know, you take a little bit of clove oil, dilute it a little bit and you put it on there. Clove, cloves are another very powerful thing. Anise seeds, cardamom. Um, you can start looking at the ginger and the garlic and the onions, you know, ginger, garlic, I mean, those, those are vegetables, but the ginger uh, is a spice, you know, the cardamom, the, go look at cardamom breaks up mucus. These are very, very powerful spices. In my view, every household should have them. And if you're gonna go with the king and the queen of vegetables, the two sulfur producing vegetables or sulfur containing, it's the onion and the garlic. You know, as much garlic as an onion you could include, go for it, it's gonna protect you. Um, in in, with the, all these viruses, it boosts, it supports the skin. It's, it, these are the king and the queen of the vegetable kingdom. Lacto-fermented products, very valuable, extremely valuable. Most cultures always had, you know, like um, in the Indian culture, in the German culture, the sauerkraut, kimchi, in the Korean culture, please include these as foods. It, learn how to make sauerkraut. You know, we make it here every day. Amazing food. Um, uh, and you look at people pretty robust. A lot of them uh, are incorporating some type of the fermented foods into their culture. In India, we have pickles that are always included in some meal. Yep, this is a very good point. Whole food nutrition is superior than supplementation. Look, um, you know, I have a cup of green tea here, right? Uh, this is a food. And, and in green tea, we know there are all sorts of molecules. Um, we just finished a recent study that was funded by the uh, uh, City of Hope, which does a lot of research on transplants. And what they found was that, interesting enough, when people were getting transplants, the people who drank a lot of green tea were having less transplant rejection. Using our technology Cytosol, we recently found out why. 
Um, and I, I may, I'll do a whole session if you guys are interested on that, but there's a set of molecules in green tea that are very powerful, but not just one molecule, but sort of the whole um, orchestra of molecules. That's why food is ultimately, ultimately one of the most powerful things, not only in terms of fellowship and sitting down, which we know that boosts your immune system, but all the different nutrients you get. Okay, let me see, take some things over here on uh, Instagram. Anyone on Instagram, any questions? Ginger tea, yep. Ginger, you know, is a fascinating, um, yes, thymoquinone in black seed oil is uh, the same as hydro. Yeah, so let me talk, I'm gonna talk about the quinine um, uh, and the hydroxychloroquine, if you can hold off on that at 4 p.m. today. But look, the, the rhizomes, the ginger is really not a root, it's a rhizome like turmeric. Do a little bit of research on rhizomes, R-H-I-Z-O-M-E-S. The rhizomes are very, very powerful nutrients, spices that, you know, can support our immune system. There's also a set of um, some other mushrooms like maitake mushrooms from the research we've done. Very valuable. Again, I don't want to inundate you with too much, but I wanted to give you these five things because a lot of people are under economic distress. You know, some of these nutrients are extremely expensive. What I've just suggested here are inexpensive and powerful friendships. The sun, vitamin D3, cocalciferol, vitamin A, palmitate, if you can ideally get it, the zinc, the iodine, you know, and then the vitamin C. These are nutrients that you can get through food or you can get cost effectively. Anyway, I, I hope this was valuable. Again, I promise you five, it's actually five plus one, okay? Uh, but let's not forget that the goal is to boost the immune system. We're wasting so much, so much time on talking about pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. I wish we spent as much time talking about how do we boost the immune system. It's about boosting the immune system, boosting the immune system, and that's how we overcome our fear. So I hope this has been valuable for everyone to recognize that we have to overcome our fear. Anxiety, I'm telling you, is not a good thing. Anxiety creates more uh, distress to your immune system. So I hope this has been valuable for you guys to get confident that you have the power to support your immune system. This is something everyone here can do. And separate from that, what people need to recognize is what's going on around us, the dirty air, the dirty water, the dirty food. That requires everyone here to recognize that we need to start, start electing people. You know, we need to have the right leadership. You need to start electing people like me, like you who care about our body. And that's why in closing, I obviously have to let people know that my running for US Senate is not just a simple US Senate run. It's a run to really fight for our truth, freedom and health. In my view, we have about 90 days. Our general election is coming up in, uh, our primary election is coming up in September. Our general election is coming up in November. We must win this election because Massachusetts in many ways is the epicenter of the deep state, the deep state of medicine, the deep state of healthcare, which wants everything to be top-down medicine, everything to be regulated medicine. My winning, our winning in Massachusetts will be a blow to the deep state. So please take a few moments for yourself and your family, go to Shiva for Senate, support the campaign. Please, if you want, you can volunteer. Um, there's a volunteer link here, get your friends, to pledge to support the campaign. You can donate to the campaign. If you can't donate 25 bucks, whatever you can donate because of economic distress, I'll still make sure you get a, the ebook version of this. 
and the Your Body, Your System tool. So everyone support our campaign for truth, freedom, and health. It's actually your campaign for truth, freedom, and health. It's, uh, it's the only way that we can uh, ultimately win is that we actually have people who are workers, entrepreneurs, people who are creators in governance, not these lawyers and lobbyists. Anyway, thank you everyone. Be the light, be well. Thank you.